0: This episode of the ESO Play Sessions podcast is made possible from listeners like you. Please go to our website at ESOPlaySessions.com, click on the Support Us page, and we've got some different options there for you guys to help us out. The biggest one that would help us is our Patreon page. If you go there and help support us, we're actually giving away some copies of The Elder Scrolls Online a couple different times a month, Uh, so that would be a huge help to us, help us to keep our costs down here, and help us to keep making the show for you guys helping to get you guys involved thanks so much and enjoy the show Hello and welcome back to episode 6 of the Elder Scrolls Online Play Sessions Podcast. Uh, Today is Sunday, March 30th, and as you probably know, early access starts today, so we are finally in game uh, and ready to uh, talk about it and kind of talk about our impressions for the very first day of the actual game going live. Uh, With me this evening, I've got both my co-hosts. I've got Jason, say hi.
1: Hello.
0: And I've also got Russell with us. Well, hello. Hello. So, yeah. So, like I said, we've been playing most of the day today and just wanted to kind of come in and talk about our impressions, talk about some interesting things, um, and kind of go from there. So, I think the first thing we were going to talk about this evening is this awesome article over on uh, MMORPG Life. Uh, It's the 10 things you need to know when ESO starts, since that's kind of technically today. Why don't we kind of go through this, guys? Um, I'll read through the list. And we can just kind of discuss what's going on. Some of them I think we're going to kind of disagree with, so that might be kind of interesting here. So, Okay, so number one, uh, you will have three skill points once you complete the tutorial. Invest them in one skill from each class skill line and slot all three abilities. This way you will have a variety of skills to use and you will level up all three class skill lines. This might prove beneficial later when you definitely decide on your play style and build because no skill line will be severely gimped. Do you guys think that's the way to go?
2: I mean, yeah, just some noob information, pretty much.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I think, at least for the sorcerer, uh, that's a great idea. Um, I mean, I'm going to use all three skill lines, I think, Anyway, so. Yeah, I, I, I
0: didn't. I didn't put one. Um, I'm rolling a Templar, and I'm just doing my uh, my heals and uh, one other spec for now. Okay. We'll kind of see. I don't think I'm going to need much else, but we'll see. I'm probably not going to put I'm much just
1: spreading them out into Conjuration, to be honest, the summoning one. Even though that's cool, I'm right. just going to get my Storm Matron arc, and then I'm going to be done, because the pets do really, really bad DPS.
2: As okay. a sorcerer? As a
1: sorcerer, but the thing that's handy about them is they do hold decent aggro when you're out questing, so they can be yeah, that's cool very true. for you. So I don't know. I don't. I don't see myself putting a ton into that line. Yeah. yeah.
2: Here we go. Number two. Try and loot some urns and chests in the prison level at the beginning of the game, and loot nightstands in inns and houses and cities. Basically, loot. I'll tell you what. The first. Uh, uh, You know, during the tutorial, I think I got up to level three, uh, just looting and grabbing things, and uh, (laughs) it it was it was pretty easy. I think by um, the end of the first couple quests outside of the tutorial, it was up by level four or something like that, three and a half level four. So, but you can definitely get a ton of gold, a bunch of lockpicks, and a bunch of stuff that you can sell when you get out.
0: Yeah, and I felt like this time, just popping out of Cold Harbor, I had a whole bunch more gear than I ever had during any of the betas. I felt uh, like I was yeah. much better set up to, to yeah. kind of come out and actually start.
2: I almost had a full set of gear. Yeah, yeah I feel like I, when it, it wasn't the oh, best ahead, stuff, Jason. but it worked. Oh,
1: no, I was just going to say, I was just going to agree. Yeah, like, I looted all the urns. Yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah. so... So are you good, Jason? Cool. You want me to go on to number three? No, no, never. Go oh, ahead.
1: No, yeah, I was just agreeing. Like, I looted all the urns and stuff, and I didn't have a full set of gear like you guys coming out, but I was I was level three before I even released a profit from his prison cell. Oh, yeah, mm-hmm. nice. So it's kind of cool.
0: Yeah. Okay, number three. If you really need to have a few extra skill points within the first ten levels, you might want to consider uh, visiting the starter islands. These islands are optional content you can visit via NPC in the starting city, and they each contain three sky shards, which results in two skill points. You can just go and pick up the sky shards or even level there, which is less crowded and easier to find resources. It takes about four hours to go through both islands.
2: What was the first island that we started on doing that? Uh, By the snowy Yeah, that's right. The snowy one. God, I can't remember the name. Whatever of it. it's called. Yeah, Bleak I can't Rock. think of Bleak Rock. Yeah, Island. Bleak Rock. Yeah, Bleak yeah. Rock,
1: I mean, yeah.
0: we all three went out there and leveled up through there and did got the sky shards and kind of got that stuff. So I think it was valuable. Let alone yeah. just you know the sky shards alone are worth it to at least run out there real
2: quick. Absolutely. Sure. The only thing is, see now, see now, I just learned something. You see, just like our audience can learn from number three right here that I didn't know that there were three islands that you could do that with. Well, I think they're talking about three for the three, 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 say, for the three different an alliances. For each alliance. Oh, uh, yeah. okay, okay. Yeah. Nice. I'll get yeah. your hopes up. <laughs> I'll run over there somehow. <laughs> yeah,
1: eventually. Eventually, for sure.
2: <clears throat> Number four, if you prefer PvP, you want to get to level 10 and join. Basically, you get to level 10, you can start doing PvP stuff, which I'm excited to do because throughout all the beta, I still haven't done any PvP.
0: Yeah, I'm right there with you. Like, I definitely want to get out there and and start uh, CGing and stuff like that. That looks amazing.
1: It's yeah, it's super fun. I'm bummed that I'm the only one out of us three that's done that. I know. huh? Well, hey, well, I'll
2: tell you what. Probably by uh, Monday, <laughs> which yeah, is tomorrow, exactly. We'll be we'll be able to hit that up. Okay. Uh, probably have another episode. I think if we uh, end up doing that, the basics yeah. of PvP. <clears throat> yeah. Oh, yeah.
0: Okay, number five. Uh, PVE fans should find some friends that know how to do group content and start doing group dungeons at level 12. So that's the level that uh, your group dungeons start unlocking at is level 12. That's when you can get into those four-man dungeons. Um, With a group finder, right? You can do it through group finder or you can just run to the dungeon, too.
1: Because remember, we ran into that dungeon. We were all like level five, and we got yeah. all the way to the final boss, and then he one-shotted us all. Yeah, which was surprising
0: that we got that far. But yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, once you get to four or to level twelve, that's when you can get in and start doing that other content and everything.
2: Mm-hmm. Dude, speaking of groups, what is the name of that ring that allows you to marry somebody? The uh, ring of Mara. Of Mara. Okay, so we were kind of messing around with it a couple hours ago, and we discovered that we could marry. Well, we married as many ring slots as you have, which is two, and so we each married each other. <laughs> yes, and so two every girls time, and a gay. that's like right. A so every time, for example, if you have one of those rings on and you're with your spouse or whatever, your buddy that you're married to, whatever you guys do together, if you're in a certain range, you earn a bonus. What is it? Ten XP? Ten percent? Ten percent? Yeah, and it's we actually. Go ahead. Yeah, go, well, I was just going to say, we discovered, you know, we, we discovered that, and then you've got the two rings on there, so you're getting twenty percent bonus, which is pretty awesome. Yeah, and the thing that I was reading actually about it on the
0: the rings, you actually don't have to be uh, in range of each other; you just have to be in the same group. So you can be anywhere in the world oh, as long dude. as you're grouped up. You're getting that XP bonus. That's
2: awesome. <laughs> That's yeah. pretty cool. And as far you know, it's funny that they made you have to get married for that. It's funny that it's not just like some sort of partnership, but I guess it kind of like bond, bonds you or creates. Well, a better and bond I think it just something. goes back to the
0: whole marriage thing, and you know that they've done in all the games. You could get married sure. in Skyrim, you could sure. get married in Oblivion.
2: Well, see, I wanted yeah. my wife back home, like you know, making food for me, and you know, making thousand dollars a day. Isn't that, that what was it was nice. in Skyrim? Was something yeah. like that. Ah, oh, dude. Yeah, I
1: just I married a chick that in the game that had a like she was a store she was a vendor
0: so yep.
2: that i
1: could go and well i guess all of them end up making a sore
2: store Yeah. Huh, but. so so here so here's my tip along with the marriage thing don't be afraid to marry your buddy because it works out it works <laughs> out for you in both ways
1: you know it, it's usually a, a good idea to be best friends first before you get married oh, that, you know <laughs> all
2: right well that that actually does help because it like makes it a little less awkward i guess well yeah, right. i guess for those of you who don't know and have been listening to all of our episodes, or if this is your first episode, uh, the three of us have known each other since we were little. So, Yeah. Anyway. So that we're allowed to get married. That's right. We're allowed to get married. <laughs> Only in San Francisco. Okay, number six. Research <laughs> okay. traits immediately. Whether you plan on crafting or not, I suggest that you use the first item and get that uh, – f- use the first item you get that has a trait on it for research. In the crafting panel, you can pick to research traits from existing items. This will destroy the item, but provide you the ability to craft an item with that trait. The trick is that researching these traits takes exponentially more time for each additional trait on that item type. This means that you will be level 50 and still not have all the traits researched for a single item. So start right away, or time's a waste. that's I mean, it's a, definitely a new crafting system uh, with this game, which I think is pretty cool, uh, the way that, that they've, you know, that they've gone about it. However, if I remember correctly, back in Skyrim, you were still, you could still, uh, what was it called, deconstruct an item? Well, and uh, were, were you able to learn from that, or were you able to just no, take the iron or something?
1: You couldn't do that to items in Skyrim, I don't believe, but you could, I don't think so, could you? Like an axe or something? You
0: could pull the enchants off. Yeah,
1: you could pull the enchants that's off. But you what you that's take what it the was. That's what it
2: was. <laughs> so it's almost like they build upon that they built upon that idea yeah. instead of uh, you know, the enchants. Of course, I don't know. Maybe maybe you can get enchants from it later on once you f- once we pick up enchanted items. I don't know.
1: Yeah, you can well that's what the researching is. It's to learn enchants off of items. Um, and actually at the enchanting table you can break down uh, enchants that you already know. If there's an item you get and you already know the enchant, you can break that down into a glyph. I'm pretty sure. Mm, okay. Okay. So it gives you a glyph, so you can throw that on. That's a cool. Item or, or you can actually break it down into the individual runes. I believe. I could cool. be making that up, but I think I did it a couple times, and so I don't know. It's been a couple weeks.
2: Yeah. Well, and going along with crafting the next little number seven here is that you kind of want to get an idea of what you want to focus on in your crafting you know whether whether it's like uh woodwork metalwork, leatherwork, leather work <clears throat> tailoring all those different things what's your guys's focus for this do you think um
1: i am going to focus on everything i think and just kind of <laughs> do everything <laughs> all at once. but especially blacksmithing just because i don't know that was my favorite one in Skyrim, too. I well, mean, yeah,
2: you can make awesome weapons that way, you know? Exactly. And especially from. I'm playing a Nightblade, I want to have some nice daggers and small axes and stuff like that. And Well, yeah. and I got
1: one of the racial motifs earlier, and so now I can make stuff in the Redguard style on my High Elf chick, um, woman. And it, so, I don't know. I, I want to be able to make gear for all the different styles. Sure. And then... Try and sell that to people that, you know, are too lazy to go out and get all that stuff and craft it. So. Yeah, for Do sure. you guys
2: know, are you still able to buy the Imperial Edition right now? If people yes, you dog. can. Yeah, hey, you guys need to go out and get that. It's kind of cool. You can, what, what was it we, we were playing with? You can take your items <coughs> and turn them automatically without having any type of resources. You can turn them into an Imperial armor, Imperial weapon. It doesn't change the, uh, it just changes the look. It doesn't change uh yeah. how much how much damage they take or how much damage they put out or anything like that it just changes the look which is kind of cool little little uh, add-on they gave us yeah it's yep. cool yeah you
1: literally just right click on the item and click convert to imperial whatever yep. yeah
0: yeah Alright. So, number eight, I think, is very valuable. Uh, Buy a couple of soul gems from vendors as soon as you can. There's nothing worse than having to run from a very far away way shrine to your previous destination. Um, That's definitely something that I did right away because I hate having to run back to my body. So, having those couple soul gems on me just allows me to to keep going because I have died a couple times here so far trying to pull stuff, you know, too many high levels or, you know, too high of levels for me and so having those there really makes a big difference. Just saves you a whole bunch of time. Definitely. Mm-hmm. And actually,
1: I would recommend buying empty soul gems and use your soul trap ability to fill those. By oh, absolutely, lower, lower level guys, because it's expensive to just go around and buy filled soul
2: gems. Hey, speaking of soul trap, I noticed that on there. Do you, how do you add that to a quick spot? Is it with Q? It's just like a spell. Yeah. So, you so cast um, a
1: spell on them, and if you kill them within ten seconds of hitting them with soul trap it'll it fill. Automat-
2: so it's basically automatic you don't have to deal with it yeah, yeah you and just have it'll to fill the a spell. gem
1: if it'll fill a gem if you have a gem large enough for their soul
2: cool
0: yep so all right N- number 9 uh, this one is a definite as well. Check every bookshelf you come across in the starter city, in the starting city. These contain random books, but sometimes they give you a free level up for one of your skill lines. You can find a lot of these in the Mage's Guild houses and castles. Yes. Yeah, I've probably gotten I don't know seven or eight skill ups just from reading books randomly around in town. Same here. And there's actually one.
1: Like we're on Ebonheart Pact right now. I know for a fact that there is a temple in. Ebenhart, the city of Ebenhart that has like probably 20 or 30 at least bookshelves in it and you'll most likely level up all of your abilities at least once, maybe twice if you go in there. Yeah. So, do it.
0: <laughs> okay. Look. And the final tip uh, is in the leveling up process. Uh, I found that buying enchants from enchanting vendor from the enchanting vendor is easier than trying to collect materials and create your own enchants. Unless you want to be a dedicated enchanter, sell or store your enchanting mats and buy already available enchants from a vendor. Hmm. So I guess that would save you some money and you know and time a little bit running around there. I don't know how cost
2: efficient that's going to be, but well, and you know when you're a lower level. Uh... I mean, I mean, I don't want to spend my money on it. Well, see, and, see, I was just thinking the opposite because I had, by the time I had gotten out of Cold Harbor and I'd done a few quests uh, for about an hour or two, I had about eleven hundred gold, and I could walk around. I mean, I for this low of a level, I didn't have any issues with what I needed to purchase. Um, I mean, mm-hmm. I, I guess I'm not purchasing too much, just because I know that as soon as I level up, you know, I'm going to be able to know start getting better equipment and 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 weapons and everything else but i don't know it's not such a right now you can kind of screw around with it because uh or or i guess i'm just not worried about it just because of uh past gameplay and stuff but you know especially when you get higher level then you really don't have to worry about it because you know we'll be having gold coming out of our ears so yeah exactly yeah
0: Okay, so that covers their list. Was there anything else that you guys think is essential for, for day one plan here?
2: You know what I think uh, is not necessarily essential but more fun to do is kind of like what we were doing. Uh, you know, if you go around with your buddies, you know, start up a guild, start up a group, and uh, kind of spread out, you guys can kind of help each other out. by, uh, And this this is more for, I guess, some of the newer players. You can help each other out by discovering certain areas on the map and saying, hey, this is where that quest was located, and mm-hmm. this is where you can find certain ruins, certain objects, whatever it is.
1: It is fun to group up, that's for
2: sure. Sure.
1: Everything's more fun with other people.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So, kind of the next item on our list here is uh, the Tamriel Foundry put out this awesome map, uh, and they actually just kind of updated it just to, I think it was today, where they pushed out now, they have the whole the whole land of tamriel and now also cold harbor mapped out with all the sky shards the lore books the bosses like everything that you can think of um i know a while ago we were kind of using this to to look through and find some sky shards as we were running around and stuff so i guess my question for you guys is how does that make you feel knowing that the game's already been mapped out completely (laughs) and that now we're really just kind of like we can just kind of hop along on this map and follow along and kind of do
2: everything right off of that. Uh, it, for me, I think... I mean, it's kind of cool if you're stuck on something. Like, gosh, you know, I found all the Sky Shards except one. and <laughs> You just don't know where it's at, but... I don't know, I kind of like being everything being new and exploring for the first time and, you know, seeing some some yeah, new stuff um, and finding my own way. I... As far as the
1: lore books goes... I think I just want to discover him for the sky shards. I don't know. Um, I don't mind using a map for the sky shards, though I do uh, like what you said. I do like running around and exploring stuff, and it is way more fun when you find a sky shard instead of just, like, using the map. Right. um, Yeah, but I don't mind using the map to find sky shards, I guess, because I don't want to waste too much time. I mean...
0: Yeah, I think that's kind of where I'm at is, for me, it's I, I'm definitely going to want to grab every single Sky Shard in the game. So having this map, just to to keep me at ease almost, like I know we were looking around just in the our first starting uh, kind of zone here. There's almost like 16 Sky Shards, so really keeping on top of it. For me, it's more of
2: just my OCD thing kicking in and wanting to make sure that I have it all, so... Yeah. How are they marked on this map? I'm checking it out. I see that I've got everything filtered and checked. How are this, do you know what icon they use for the Sky Shards? Um, I believe... I'm going to pull it up here and double-check
0: myself. Um, the last thing I saw is you just kind of have to be zoomed in a decent amount, and that's when everything kind of starts to pop up. Let's see. Yeah, so they should be there. It looks like they're just the little... the same things that show up on the map in the game once you've grabbed onto it.
2: That's what I'm oh. trying to find. I can't see what they're... I actually don't see any markings. Of course, maybe this website's not working. Well, for have me you population.
0: selected your zone
2: up there? Uh, let me go ahead and give. Because you do you have
0: shot. to go through and select your zone first before it'll show.
2: Oh, okay. Anything that's on the map? That's my issue. I was looking at the whole map. Cool.
0: So that's a good little tip. R- on the top right, where it says "Select Zone," you got to go in and change that to whatever zone you're in, and then it populates the whole thing. Cool. Yeah. Yeah, they just don't want to overload it, so they show it just a yeah. little bit at a time. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. And then the kind of the last link I wanted to bring up was uh kind of the news that the guild Entropy Rising, once again from Tamriel Foundry, have actually already completed their first uh PVP campaign and currently have the first emperor on the throne in the game right now. So uh Jeez. yeah, so they, they took over it was looks like it was this afternoon sometime they took over and their entropy rising member, uh I think you pronounce it, pronounce it uh Markholz is the first emperor of the game post launch. Um so now they're just kind of cruising through, holding on to their keeps and everything. We'll see how long before they get dethroned here. But I just thought that was amazing that already this afternoon somebody's gone through and they've pushed. They pushed really hard. It looks like I was kind of reading some of their details on what they were doing. They had it all mapped out and ready to go, so they could get this.
2: They're I'm curious, what their, how many guys were with them? Do you know? Um, it doesn't
0: say. I uh, what their average level was? 90. Yeah, but yeah, they definitely. <laughs> I know. I'm sure they had a, a good sized group running around there. Oh, dude,
2: we need a bigger group.
1: Yeah, like I mean, just in beta, I was in a group of at least 150 people. So maybe they were cruising around something like that
2: that's nuts how did that run in beta um i got disconnected
1: a lot (laughs) but when i didn't get disconnected it was super fun and it was smooth there was no lag at
0: all
2: well we gotta try to hit level 10 tonight and get into that thing
0: yeah exactly Mm -hmm.
2: i think that's my main goal for tonight so cool
0: All right, well, a couple of other things we just wanted to kind of talk about. Um, I know we wanted to kind of tell the story of this morning with the servers going live at 7 a.m. Eastern Time. Actually, all three of us are over here on the Pacific Coast. So we had to get up nice, bright, and early this morning. So, Jason, why don't you kind of tell us what we did this morning? Okay. Well, we woke up at
1: 3.45 a.m., and discovered that even though <laughs> the servers weren't supposed to go live till 4 they were already live at 345 so we all got on and we d- we basically wanted to get our names you know so i was a little more gung ho about it than everyone else i guess so like i made a whole bunch of random characters just as kind of name holders for me but um uh yeah, so that's kind of what we did, and then um, Russell and Luke went to bed right away, but <laughs> I stayed on for a little while and just kind of, you know, hung out with everyone that was running around in Cold Harbor and
0: did a little bit of crafting, and
1: so it was cool. You know, we got we got some cool names.
0: Yeah. yeah. It was amazing to me how many people were on first thing. Like, yeah. you could tell lots of people were sitting up, waiting up, just mm-hmm. ready to get in.
2: Seriously? Yeah, Definitely. Unfortunately, because they took some of the names I wanted, but you know, whatever. <laughs> I'm happy with what I got. Some yeah. of the names I
1: got are probably going to get removed from copyright. You know, <laughs> thing, so. Well, just don't mention them. That way,
0: nobody reports them. I know. Seriously. Exactly,
1: yeah. There you go. You guys can have my user ID, not my names.
0: Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And so, with that, have you guys noticed a lot of differences from the last beta? Because our last beta was what two weeks ago now.
2: Have you guys? So smooth. Yeah. I've gotten, I've had a couple errors. I think, I think I've probably played only maybe five hours today and I've got kicked twice. But I mean, that's, that's saying a lot compared to what we were doing with the beta. So they've, they've definitely got it running smooth. Yep, smooth operator.
0: Yeah, and it does feel like I know some of the big, the you know, the bigger bugs that they were having in the last couple of betas with the quests being bugged. Like you know, most of the quests were bugged, um, and just you know, like hopping off your horse and getting you know, Ugh. demounted and everything. I haven't had any of those
2: problems yet.
1: I've had, I've had some, a- some dismounting, but not yeah. nearly as bad.
2: Okay. Yeah, but I think that also comes with uh, stamina because I noticed like when you feed your horse. Uh, what was it? The hay, I think, is stamina. Um, that's one of the things that helps you to not get uh to get dismounted as dismounted easy. Dismounted as easily. Yeah.
1: But that's for if you get attacked, I think. I think most of the dismounting we were talking about is just like, you know, just you're running when around you're jumping and, and stuff. Yeah, like and I jump or hey, I'm just running over a bridge and all of a sudden my horse disappears.
2: Yeah, that's true. So that yeah. hasn't
1: been happening very much, but it's happened to me definitely several times. All in
2: all, though, I think the game's running really nice, you know? Yeah. Everything looks good. So. Yeah, definitely.
1: For some reason, every time I jump off like a 50-foot cliff, my horse is just like, I don't think so. I need disappears. <sighs> hmm.
0: Yeah, I wonder why. I know. <laughs> well, cool. And then some other things we kind of wanted to talk about. Um, something that we were still kind of figuring out when we got into the game th- today was just how the guild store was working. You know, I think... We're kind of all used to your auction house from World of Warcraft. And so just seeing the differences there. So, Jason, I know you had kind of played around with that some. What what did you think of that?
1: Okay, well, like you said, the guild store. So I believe what you were telling me earlier is you have to have 50 people in your guild, and then you can use the guild store... And it's basically like an auction house just for your guild, right? Mm-hmm. You can post your items up for sale, and people in your guild can buy those items um Anyone else that wants to have an economy like selling and stuff, they're just for now at least they're gonna have to just advertise their items or you know and just sell them through trade. But I thought the guild store I like the idea you know I like having a bank, you know your own personal bank, you don't have to buy your first slot in it um like in wow and you can store money in it and just having a guild store like that being able to sell to each other i think is really awesome too so i don't know yeah pretty excited we don't have 50 people in our guild yet so we can't use it yet but yeah the idea of it is is definitely cool
0: and what about you russell what's your opinion on that um
2: I, i i i think it's cool i mean um It just kind of helps you to work together uh, with your guild a lot more. Um, and then it probably, I don't know, it, 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 to some degree, it might help out with in the future, uh, help deter less, uh, botting and stuff like that. You know, people buying, uh, programmed bots to go around and run gold, get gold from all day. And then they can. Yeah. I could see that helping, you know, I, I I don't know, but I, I think it's, I think it's cool.
0: Yeah, I think it's a nice change. I think just one of the things Zenimax has really tried to do a lot is just be different than WoW. And I think this is an area where they succeeded very well in that, that they, sure. they made a good call. I just kind of like just a, a little bit different way of thinking about things. So, sure Yeah, is. well, very cool. Was there anything else that you guys wanted to, to bring up tonight?
1: Everyone should come and join our guild, and we will have the <laughs> most excellent, awesome guild ever in the history of this game, even though it's only. In the history
2: game. of guildum,
0: <laughs> no. In the history of Guildiness. Why don't you give them all our character names and let them know to how they can get in contact us with, it. In our contact user ID? with us in the game, yeah. Okay.
1: Mine is at, or a robust for you fancy people, um, at. Dietmeyer, which is D-I-E-T-M-E-Y-E-R you might need to rewind your browser a couple times or (laughs) or your player to get that again Um, then you can get Russell at um, so the at symbol Russman H-7 and then you can get Luke at at L-M-B-Media which is spelled E-L-E-M-B-E and then media yeah Um, all one
0: word yeah, so feel free message any of us in the game uh, if you want a guild invite. We're trying to get just kind of a social guild up and running. Um, would love to be able to run around and do some PvP and just kind of have fun with everything. So
1: for sure,
0: definitely message us and we'll uh, we'll get you in for sure. Sure. Oh yeah. Well, very cool. Any other thoughts or anything, guys? I think that's mm-hmm. it, man. Having fun. Cool. It's
2: kind well, of on cool that, to be able to get in early. Yeah,
0: yeah. definitely. Well, on that note, I think we'll call it an an evening for now. Um, We will definitely be uh, in the game this week, and so we'll have some thoughts, uh, some kind of, you know, some more insight into the game this upcoming week. We'll probably do another show uh, before the game actually releases on Friday. So keep tuned in here. Um, The other thing that would really help us out is if you go to our website at ESOPlaySessions.com. We've got our Patreon page up there. uh, Just trying to kind of raise some support help pay for server costs and stuff like that for the the guild and everything here. The other thing that we're doing is if you donate there, we're actually going to be giving away some copies of Elder Scrolls, uh, the Imperial Edition, and also some Game Time cards. So if you go in and become a donor there... We're usually probably about once a month. We're gonna do or some raffle off some stuff there. So check us out there. Also check us out on our Twitter at ESO Play Sessions. Um, we'd love to interact with you guys there. Um, but other than that, we will see you guys in Tamriel. Adios.